Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Field, that one's called to the right. Hunter on the move, racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote. And I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like. Now, to your hosts. All right, Red Sox fans, Red Sox beat CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Red Sox. Off-season edition, Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell, Jared Scally here for you. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat. Facebook is Red Sox beat podcast. Of course, at CLNS Media is the network. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And, of course, the free mobile podcast app on iOS and Android where we, as well as all other network shows, fall. So you can listen on the drive, on the tra- into the work in the morning, wherever you may be. You can kind of take us everywhere you go. And keep an eye on CLNSmedia.com as we'll be launching the new website very, very, very soon. Where I'll be ch- we're all being trained in the back end at the moment. So uh, we'll be launching the new website very, very soon, which is very exciting for everyone at the network as well. Um, Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Harry's Razors as well as DraftKings. So we appreciate them helping out with the show. And uh, guys, you know, off-season edition, despite, you know, no baseball, it's very unfortunate. We, I, I, as much as I'm loving the Celtics, I'm missing our baseball. But, you know, there's some stuff to talk about. And, uh, you know, you start off with GM meetings this week. And the biggest thing that's being tossed around, guys, and, and there's a lot to, there's some stuff to talk about. And, you know, around the league, there's, there's awards given out, things like that. But... The biggest name that's being tossed around right now is still Giancarlo Stanton, and his name is going to be tossed around, and it's going to be tossed around until he's dealt probably at the winter meetings, and even after that, it's going to be tossed around because everyone's going to want to talk about where he landed and what his new team is. Guys, I'm pretty sure he's going to be traded at some point. It's just a matter of where he goes, and his name has been brought up in multiple reports, but do you guys, before we get into the reports and things like that, do you guys think he's on a new team come the spring, or do you guys think he's a Marlin come the spring? I think he's absolutely on a new team. I don't think there's any reason to think he would go back to the Marlins at this point. And I saw a report today that Derek Jeter hasn't even spoken with him because um, he really sees no reason to. I mean, I think that's. I think Stanton and Jeter should really get together at some point. I think that's somebody he Jeter should want to talk to. But um, whether it's winter meetings or whether it's you know before the end of this year, I think Stanton's going to have a new home. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll be on a different team. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be the Red Sox, but I think it will be some team. Uh, that's not the Marlins. I mean, I just I just I mean, we'll get into it more, I'm sure. But I just think the Sox would have to give up way too much for him. And I don't. Yeah, I know he's great. Sure, he's great. But you'd have to give up some of your best young people. And me personally, I'm not willing to do that. Of whatever you have left. I'm not. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. So look. 
there's there's conflicting reports out this week. Um, some saying he doesn't want to play in Boston. He already scratched off the Red Sox and St. Louis Cardinals off his radar and will not waive his or veto his no trade clause to go there. Um, others have said. I think it was Evan Drellick of uh, now NBC Sports Boston reporting that he hasn't waved him out yet, and the only reason why he even considered maybe not coming here was the cold weather because he's from L.A., and he now plays in Miami, so he's never really dealt with the cold. That being said, the Dodgers are apparently at the top of his list. No surprise. He's from there, and easily probably you insert him into that lineup, you win a World Series, and in your highly favorites even more to win the World Series next year. Um, I think the Giants are, were an option as well if they could put together a contender, and then apparently the Red Sox are still on that list. Um, let's talk about the Red Sox option because that's what we do. Dodgers would be fun to watch for sure, putting him in that lineup with Bellinger and those guys. Um, San Francisco maybe, but I don't even know if it's worth it for them because they need to put together a roster. Um, and that brings up the Red Sox, and, you know, he's been tossed around. There's other options, which we'll get to, you know, J.D. Martinez, Hosmer, um, I think Jacob Duda, right, was an option that got brought up as well. So there's guys out there besides him to fill that bat. But the Stanton option is so intriguing to a lot of people because he's been linked to the Red Sox for a couple summers now, I mean a couple winters now, to play here over the summer. And this time it's a realistic option. They're trying to get rid of him. It's a matter of do you give up? a piece like Benintendi plus pieces, other pieces to, to, to do that. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. I think you do it. Um, I, I think as much as it would suck and, um, and to get rid of other pieces, I, I think you have to do it if you're the Red Sox because that's what you're lacking. I mean, I don't think uh, giving up Benintendi would be their, their best move. Um, and I think to get someone like Stanton, I think the Marlins would ask for, for Benintendi, Devers, maybe even JBJ, I think the asking price is going to be extremely high. Um, And I don't think, I mean, I see why, Jared, that you say that you do do that. I understand the Red Sox need a bat, but at the same time, you can't give away all of your young talent. And I know it's Dombrowski. He's known for doing this. He's already destroyed the farm system here. Um, And it's just not worth giving up people, or at least Benintendi, who's going to be great for at least the next 10 years. Hold on. I need to pause this for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's too, it's too risky. I mean, I feel like you'd have to give up Benintendi, Devers, hopefully not both, but they might ask for both. And then maybe other people, I don't know, Jay Groom or somebody like that. It just seems like too much for him. And the cold weather thing. Yeah, but it's warm most of the baseball season. Yeah, people even, Hanley, even Boston, Hanley goes home. Like he doesn't stay up here in the snow. <laughs> yeah. So what that if that's his reason that he doesn't want to come here because of the cold weather, he's an idiot because it's not that cold. I so, mean they go to Florida in February anyway. Yeah. Then, you literally have to deal with like one cold month, maybe like a month and a week. Maybe. Yeah. And I know and, April can be rough. It can be really, really cold, but I mean I went to a game in April where it was warmer than I a game I went to in June. You just never know. Like yeah, I mean, whatever. And if you play a game in October and November, like if you're on a good team and you're playing there, like what you wants to be, there's a good chance you're playing in a cold weather city in the playoffs anyway, and we're r- running in the jackets and winter hats. So it's not like he's going to avoid it, even if he plays in LA or anywhere. But um, look, I'm a big fan of it. I-, I I'm all in. I love it. I can't. I hope it happens. I'm sure you guys aren't surprised by that at all. Um, you willing I- to give up anybody and everybody? I don't think you have to give up Benatendi and Devers. I think that's the big thing. Is if you give up both of them, then no. That that's kind of where I draw the line. But I think you can get away with giving up one of them, Bogarts, which I hate to say, but Bogarts, 
um, Jackie Bradley because you know you can afford to do that when when you're bringing in a guy like that. Now, it's a little less appealing to me because you know you have guys like JD Martinez who you can bring in without having to give anybody up. Hosmer, those guys who can fill the needs without having to trade. But the thing is, that dude could probably rake like 80 homers at Fenway Park. Like he's like, <laughs> 80, like yeah. Aaron, Aaron Judge at Yankee Stadium equals like what he would do at Fenway Park. And selfishly, mm-hmm. I kind of want for the rivalry to having Stanton and judge to go in the same division, play each other that many times per year in each other's home backyards. Like, I think that would be phenomenal for baseball. Um, and that part is why I kind of am rooting for it too. But overall, I think he's your best option for filling that need. And that also helps Hanley too. It protects him in the lineup. Now, I don't think JD Martinez is a scrub by any means, but I think when Giancarlo Stanton's on the table, you, you deal for him and then you ask questions later. And that's Dombrowski's right. MO, so I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happens. I think Martinez is asking for way too much money. I mean, I've seen reports yeah. out there asking or say, saying what he's asking for. He wants Stanton money. Just, it, exactly. And it's like, I mean, I, I just kind of see it like as just a bust waiting to happen. Like it's like a Adrian Gonzalez kind of thing. I mean, not, maybe not to that extent, but... Just, David Price? Will you? Eh, maybe. Not, I'm not. I'm not ready to call him a bust yet because he was phenomenal in the bullpen. So uh, I have to give him that. But uh, still not worth it at all. No. I mean, out of the, out of you know Martinez, Hosmer, and uh, Stanton. Of course, I want Stanton. I mean, he's just that's the big name out there. That's the that's the team everybody wants right now. But right. I, I mean, if if I gotta choose a second, I'm going Eric Hosmer. I mean, you, how, I I'd want him over Martinez any day. Ooh, really though? That's that's the, that's the guy that's over Marti- over Martinez. Yeah, I uh, see. I I want Martinez because you need power. Like that first baseman's role. I understand Hosmer in the clubhouse, and he's a good hitter. Like his average is always there, and, and he just won the Gold Glove. But the fact of the matter is, you need less defense at first base and more power. That's what you're lacking. That's where that lineup needs help. And I I trust JD Mort- Martinez more in terms of power than I do Hosmer. So if if Giancarlo Stanton's not even in play. I think JD is your first choice, but I'm not paying him that money either. So you got to find that fine line. Yeah, money aside, I would pick Martinez over Hosmer. But if Martinez wants seven years to ten million, uh, maybe not. Give me Hosmer at that point. But so, I mean, ownership, aside, ownership, ownership might even just say what you're saying, Jess. Money aside, I'm taking JD. Just pay the guy because they've already come out and said we're not. We don't care about the taxes. We're gonna. We're all in, and that's about damn time. Is about is my opinion. But like. If that's the case and they really are all in and they want to back that up, why not just go pay the guy? If they they can afford it, just pay him. Yeah, if they don't care, go for it. But it's their money, not yeah, mine. So if if right, if Stanton's off the board, if, if that's the case. But I have a question for you guys: if if you do get Stanton and you only have to give up Benintendi or Devers as the main piece, who would you rather get rid of between those two guys? I was going to ask this, you devil. <laughs> uh, anyway. See, it's a good question. Because you don't, it it's hard because you know you have to figure out um, which one has more value long term. And honestly, just because of who you'd be getting back, I'd be more willing to give up Benintendi because you're getting an outfielder in return who's a stud, and you can easily shift it around and, and figure it out. But the way Devers can hit the ball and the, and the defense can has gotten better. As much as I love Benintendi and what he's done, Devers has shown such poise at this age that I'd feel okay giving up Benintendi, especially because of the outfielder that you're actually getting in return. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I'd completely give up Devers, which... Uh... Oh, don't get suckered in by the flow. He cut his hair, Lauren. Remember that. He cut his hair. Yeah, he's got a golden doodle. I got a soft spot for those <laughs> things. Um, but I think aside, he... though? Still Ben Tandy? 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, um, I I'm stick with Benintendi because he's proven himself the last year or two, especially this last year. Um, his offense, his defense, every week I say this is plate patience. And it's not that I don't have any faith in Devers. I, I know he's going to be great. Um, I know his defense is only going to improve. His batting is going to improve. And yeah, he can hit the ball. He strikes out a lot. He's a young kid. He's, he's going to learn. But I'm going to take the guy I have more confidence in to, to keep on my team and give up the guy who's going to be a young stud because of who we're getting in return. If you, but if you give up Benintendi, if you give up Devers, excuse me, like in your scenario, who plays third base? We got a plethora of utility players. We got Alex Cora, and then we have <laughs> throw, the, throw the manager at third base. He can do it. Ultimate utility uh, guy still playing while he manages. That's the ultimate utility guy, right? That's Brock Holt's future. That's that's what he's doing down the road. You also you have you have Brock Holt. You have Nunez who could probably play third. Um, uh, Blake Swihart I saw was connected to third base today, which was very weird. I don't know how much I trust that, but you know, there's other options, and we've had way worse people at third base over the last few years yeah Um, yeah yeah exactly that guy (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's third base you know it's not an easy position to play at all but i think when we have such a solid outfield especially an outfielder in benintendi especially somebody who's so young and who's going to hit 20 home runs at least for the next 10 years you keep them you you keep you invest in this kid there's a reason he was a number one prospect in all of baseball there's and he wants to be here, so I'm I'm holding on to Benintendi for the life of me. Like we can give you Devers, do not take Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I agree with what you're saying, Jared, in terms of position because that makes more sense. But in terms of the player, I want to keep. I'm keeping Benintendi. Maybe it's because I fell for him so hard. Yes, I, I know. I'm I'm a <laughs> Those man, looks. but I I fell. Hey, he's I, attractive, man. I, I'm not trying to hide that. I, honestly, I'm not even talking about his looks. I fell in love with his play and just how easy he made a look and how it's just he just did everything the right way he seems like a boston player it boston's not for everyone we know that very well carl crawford adrian gonzalez and uh pablo zandoval list goes on and on yeah everybody <laughs> david bryce so and ben attendee can play here and i mean so obviously devers can't do he played great in the last couple months of the season when he started but I just at this point maybe I haven't seen enough of Devers but it's just like Ben Benintendi is my guy but really when it comes down to it all I don't want to go up either of them which is why I don't want Stan because I don't think it's gonna happen anyway and so you can see the argument for you know why JD Martinez is a better fit if they're, if they're willing to spend the money pay the guy bring him in he slots right into first base and you don't give up anybody on the roster that might That's be what I prefer. and that might be yeah. something that you know works out in their favor and that might be something that Brosky's looking at because one he's saying he's going to open the, the checkbook he's going to open up his man purse and pay the dude and <laughs> at that point you don't know what's going to happen if he if he knows he already's on the hot seat for trading all these prospects why would he risk trading more so that's the other side to the equation too. He's already traded half the farm system away in questionable deals, mind you, um, to AKA Travis Shaw, mayor of Ding Dong City himself, no longer in a Boston uniform for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, I, I, I want Stanton. I think I see why Benatendi. You can make an argument for both of them. Honestly, Devers just swing reminds me of Griffey, and that's part of it too, because uh, it's just so smooth and so clean already. Um, so I don't know, but I think long term, either one of those you can make an argument for. Now. Do you think the Red Sox get one of those three guys, or does it come out of nowhere for the fourth option, Plan D, when it's not Stanton, Hosmer, or JD? 
I mean, I think they're going to get one of the three. Um, the only thing that made me weary was when it said Bryce Brents is going to be the uh, fourth outfielder. I was like, I completely forgot that we had this guy on our roster. He's been raking, too. He deserves a chance, yeah. Oh, I mean, I agree, but I was like, oh, okay. So that kind of threw a red flag, like maybe we won't get any of these guys. But I think at the end of the day, one of them's coming here. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the three is as well. I don't think it's Stan for what you said, Jared. Like, all right, you've already traded away a lot of the farm system. I can't see him doing it again, especially if Stan isn't even sold that he wants to be here. If he's worried about the cold, he's not going to pull the trigger on that. Honestly, I think that if, I like I said, I prefer Martinez, but I feel if I had to make a prediction of the three of those, I think they're going to get Hosmer. I think Hosmer would be the low-risk option, especially if they're trying to bolster other options too whether it be extra bullpen arms or anywhere else in the lineup. I mean, if they don't want to tinker with this too much and the way they're talking, Core has been talking about what they have on the roster, so is Dombrowski. You know, it could be a put Hosmer in there, bring him in for the clubhouse and, and rebuild with what you have. Um, but who knows? That That's kind of what Dombrowski gets paid for, unfortunately. We don't, we're not in his mind. Um, let me ask you this, and before we move on, where, if it's not in the Red Sox uniform, where is Stanton playing next year? Because I, I think it's going to be some wild card team. It might even be the Yankees, who knows? But I don't think it's going to be his list. I don't think he's going to go to the Dodgers because they're going to have to, he's going to have to rework his deal to go there. And I don't even know if he's willing to do that. But I think it's going to be some one-off team we don't even know about. Yeah, I think it's going to be the, the Dodgers or the Giants. Um, I can't imagine him wanting to go to the Giants because of the season they had last year. But if he's really concerned about that warm climate, San Francisco's but nice place to be. San Francisco does have a nice baseball culture. like They have a history of winning. Yeah, they're not great right now, but like they have a beautiful they, field too. They have a beautiful field. It's not massive. It's in San Francisco, and so he's from out there, at least in the area. And the fact is, they know how to win. And they they still have that culture. Yeah, I I don't I just don't see Stanton going to a team where it's I don't want to say guaranteed, but I mean if you go to the Dodgers, you know they're, they're most likely going to make the playoffs. You come to Boston, we're most likely going to make the playoffs. So if it's not the Red Sox. I think it's going to be it's going to be the Dodgers, the Giants. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, I think it's going to be the Dodgers. Yeah, I would lean more towards the Dodgers unless it is some random team, like Jared said. I don't see him leaving the Marlins where he can't win to go to the Giants where they suck, to go to the Phillies where they suck. You know, like why would he go to another garbage? Yeah, team he's only leaving to other, win. He's you know? only leaving to win. Right. Yeah. Right. If he's gonna stay, if he's gonna be in a crappy team, just stay with the Marlins. What's the point of going to another team and doing the same thing? Yeah. So. Keep, keep your lifestyle in Miami. <laughs> For that reason, I think probably someone like the Dodgers or maybe the Yankees, like you said, Jared, or somebody like that. But I don't see him going to another garbage bottom of the league basement team that he's already done for several years. Yeah, I have to imagine that. Um, it, I think the random team, I don't even know who it would be, but I just feel like all these, always, always with these big name players and these big name trades, it always ends up being someone that we don't know about until we start hearing reports as it gets closer, or just all of a sudden people keep it super quiet. Like, you know, it's not even close to the same thing, but like when the Celtics hired Brad Stevens, no one even knew about that until it just popped up. And that was because he didn't coach in the NBA. He didn't right? coach in the NBA. Like, um, I think it's going to be somewhere where we don't really know if it's not Boston. I, don't, I 
I want it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to end up with Martinez, to be 100% honest with you. I think they're going to open the checkbooks and, uh, and pay that guy. Because honestly, and I wouldn't hate it either. Because again, not my money. Who cares? Um, and he, I think he would do well here. He'd be a good fit. But um, don't forget, this, this week's show is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings.com. Listen up, who fans. Basketball season is back. And now that your favorite hardwood heroes have returned to the action, including masked Kyrie Irving, it's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win huge cash prizes every single night playing one-day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com. Of course, at DraftKings, you know there are so many ways to play. You can choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private leagues versus uh, your friends and colleagues at work if you want to be the top dog there. They've even got beginner and casual contests when you'll play against people of similar skill level. So if you're new, uh, don't feel left out. And the best part is you get to draft a new team each and every day. And drafting a team is arguably the best part of fantasy sports in general. Just ask Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin. Winning cash is all about uh, what DraftKings is for, and they both turned a $3 entry into 1000 bucks. You get huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. So use our code CLNS at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000. Who doesn't need that cash with the holidays coming up? Don't wait. Use the code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup, and you can seriously cash in tonight. That's code CLNS, only at DraftKings.com. The game inside the game, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply, and see DraftKings.com for more details. Um, and it's here for Dan. Dan, man. Dan and Jeremy. Dan, those, man. Those guys. Dan, <laughs> Dan, the man, walking away with some serious cash from DraftKings. And, uh, yeah. def- definitely check it out, and we'll be putting together some listener leagues as well, I believe, in the work. So keep an eye on having fun with that but um let's talk about a little more red Sox news here what mookie Betts can't do is is beyond me this dude is is a stud wins a gold glove and then goes ahead and bowls a perfect game this this, i know he's a bowler and we all know he's a bowler but i feel like every offseason it pops up that he's a bowler and then all of a sudden now it comes out and throws a perfect game in the world series bowling this dude is hands down the face of the red Sox, in my opinion unless you bring stanton in and even then Mookie Betts is the face of the Red Sox because of everything he does on and off the field and bowling a perfect game puts another thing on top of that. Wait, now he's the face of the Red Sox? Just like a month ago you were saying that Hanley Ramirez is the best hitter and blah, 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 which I wasn't there to, to refute. Which okay, really pissed here's me the off. deal. You don't, have to be the be- <laughs> you don't have to be the best hitter to be the face of the Red Sox. There's a big difference. Okay. I really just needed to bring that back up. You really hate me it. for saying that, don't you? Yeah, it really bugged me. I just, I really, I get really angry about it. I was like, no, Hanley's not the best hitter on this team. <laughs> best pure hitter in, in the team uh, by far. All right. Anyway, back to bets. Yes, amazing. I don't know how you can be that good at baseball and then bowl perfect games too. How how can you be that good at two different sports? That's incredible. Did you guys see the uh, like the tweet that was sent out um, of him, like his last ball that was uh, like the the game. The 300 point. I don't know how bowling works. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't. Well, I know it's perfect, but the, um, there was a video of him, and just like it was just so perfect. The placement was perfect. Like the little like curve was perfect. I'm like, this guy could be a pitcher. It could be like a softball. I love the way she talks about bowling when she doesn't know about bowling. It's great. I really don't. I don't know anything about bowling. Ball and that thing and the <laughs> that pin. little curve and the pins. The yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. No, I, I, it's nothing we need to harp on, but I think it's just crazy that, like, this dude legit, like, could easily just focus on bowling, still make a good amount of money, and end up in, like, the Bowling Hall of Fame, which there is a thing. And 
we wouldn't even question it. He'd just be an amazing bowler and, and be over it. But, like, this dude is a really good baseball player, stud guy, almost MVP last year, gold glove this year, and then goes and turns around and is one of the best bowlers out there, too. It's crazy. Is his arm it's... tired? Right? Different muscles, underhand and overhand, man. Different muscles. That's true, yeah. He looks so normal, too, when he's out there bowling. Like, he, he doesn't lo- look like an athlete. Oh, he looks like a bowler. He looks like a bowler. When he's he just looks like a regular dude, 5'10", 5'11", just throwing the ball really well. You would never know he's an athlete. I wouldn't. You, like you said, you just think, you just think you'd be a bowler. You know, just a good bowler. Seriously. All right, that's enough Mookie Betts bowling. Let's get to the uh, stuff around the league before we get out of here for the week. Again, off-season show. It's nice and short and to the point. Um, awards were handed out. This week we got some taste of the awards, uh, rookie of the year awards. Aaron Judge in the AL, Cody Bellinger in the NL. Uh, any surprise there, guys? Not really to me, but both unanimous too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, obviously. I mean, we talked about this last week in the show. Judge was obviously going to win rookie of the year. Any other year, Ben and Tandy, but not this year. Judge was too good, fifty-two homers. Same thing with Bellinger. I mean, he was great. He had a fantastic season. He was far and away better than anybody else in the National League. So. Both unanimous and not surprising in the least. No, I mean, it's hard to look past 52 home runs in a rookie year. So, I mean, like you said, Jess, any other year, it's it's Benintendi's award. But Judge was just too good. I mean, Benintendi had 20 home runs. Judge hit his 20th home run in, like, June. So In, like, April. Just, yeah, seriously, like, week the one. first two weeks of the season. 20 home runs yeah. in one week. Like, <laughs> But, I mean, good for him. It, he, had a, he was fun to watch throughout the year. Um but and same with Bellinger. Bellinger was a lot of fun, and there was just not really two other players that, or another player that was better than either of those two. Uh, Manager of the Year awards: Tori Lavulo. Hey now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> stupid Red Sox. Oh, what could have been? Take a pause there uh, of the Diamondbacks, and then Paul Molitor of the uh, Minnesota Twins. Now, Diamondbacks not really surprised by Tori Lavulo one because we knew he would be a good manager too. They took that team to complete one eighty and took him to what we thought would have been World Series, and we were completely wrong about that. Yeah. But uh, He won it easily, too. Not even close. Yeah, and Paul Molitor, I, I think that's an interesting choice, but I like it because the Twins were good this year, and they weren't expected to be good, and they, they were fighting right there. They were in the wild card spot, and I think a lot of people went, huh, the Twins. And I think if you're a manager on a team like that, I think you've done pretty good because you weren't expected to be that good. Yeah, I mean, you said it all right there. It's funny because I didn't even really give give it a thought when it was announced that he won, I was like, oh, like, I forgot, kind of forgot about the Twins after the season ended, but, um, I mean, good for him. The Twins were good this season. They were, I mean, I thought they were fun to watch from time to time. And, of course, Lavulo, you know, soft spot in my heart for that man. But (laughs) I'm really glad he got an opportunity to to manage, and I'm glad it came with the Diamondbacks, and I'm glad that he did what he did with this team this past season. So, I mean, good for the both of them. I think, you know, it's only going to be up from there for, for both these teams and the managers as well. Obviously, we know Lavulo can manage. We saw it when Farrell was out with uh, getting treated for cancer. And now we can, now we definitely know he's capable of managing a completely different team on his own. Yeah, it's impressive. I'm not surprised he won anyone easily. So that's good for him. I'm happy about that. I differ a little bit from you guys on, on the American League one. I thought it was going to be A.J. Hinch. And he only yeah. got one first place vote. And I was surprised about that. He came in third after uh, after Molitor and uh, Francona. I mean, Francona wouldn't even been in the conversation if they didn't win 22 games in a row. So I don't know about that. Um, but I thought it was going to be Hinch getting over 100 wins. 
I mean, yes, I, I get the Mulder case. You lost over 100 games last year, two years ago now, I guess, for calling last, this season last season. Uh, and then this past season, you know, they won 85 games and got into the wild card. My problem with that is, and um, I read an article by Tim Britton from Providence Journal about this, was just like one season with Mulder. It's like, okay, they lost 100 games last year, now they win 85. Well, most teams don't get to the wild card winning 85 games. That's usually not enough. So in a regular season, they may not have even made it. And maybe they weren't as bad as 100 wins last year. So that makes the turnaround not seem quite as good. And then what Hinch did, you know, over the last couple of seasons with a little bit of a down year last year and then just coming out of nowhere and winning the World Series this year, I know that playoffs aren't counting into it. But I think he should have gotten more credit. And I think it should have been a lot closer than it was. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Hinch would have been a lot of people's choice. I'm I'm not like mad at Molitor because of the situation. That's kind of where I was going no. with that. But and, and I think Francona, honestly, I think they just vote people. Whenever someone gets a chance to vote Francona for manager of the year, it's going to happen because everyone knows he's one of the best managers in baseball. Um, so right. he arguably could win it every year as long as his team is good. But I think Hinch has obviously a real argument. You know, you have a team that wasn't wasn't good last year, was good this year went all the way to the World Series, and, and everyone that you talk to in terms of players says he's a big reason why it happened. Um, putting that team right. on his back, getting to know the players, things like that. Hopefully that's what Alex Cora learned from from him as he comes over to the Red Sox. That's all a lot of people are praising Alex Cora for, too, so hopefully there's a connection there. Um, but So that, that's a big argument. Maybe Alex Cora wins Manager of the Year 2018, World Series Red Sox. Uh, who knows? But, um, oh, yeah. but look, here's the deal. I'm not mad at Molitor by any means. I think it's a good it's a good choice too. I'm just surprised that Hinge didn't even come second. That's kind of where it got me. If he's not even going to yeah, win, I don't same. understand why it couldn't have been over Francona. Yeah, I mean, I I was definitely surprised that it wasn't Hinge just because you know just hundred you said it hundred wins, um, and I know the playoffs don't count, but still, just I mean, the Astros won a hundred games, and I've said They're it best team all year long. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said that nobody would recognize that they were in the American League until they did something memorable. And here we are talking about them doing something memorable. And it, it's just kind of weird, you know, what he did. Like, he leads this team to the World Series, and he really just kind of turned the team around, and he doesn't get really recognized for it. But I mean, I do see the argument for Francona as well. I mean, he's just... Francona's Francona. We know exactly what he's capable of. But... um I was I was surprised that it wasn't AJ Hinch when the night the awards were announced. I'm like, nah, it's gonna be him. So just kind of put my phone down, kind of walked away from the TV, and I come back. And I'm like, hmm, that was not, Cause, not cause AJ Hinch because we talked about that last week how we thought it was gonna be him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Mulder. I mean, like I said, I'm not surprised about that because they had a good season too. I just at least thought it'd be like close within like close. a few points, yeah. and it was closer than the National League one, but it wasn't that close. So. No. Yeah, no, I, and I obviously, yeah, it makes complete sense. And before we get out of here, let's talk about as well, um, because you know, the Cy Young Award was given as well. Corey Kluber in the AL and uh, Max Scherzer in the NL. Corey Kluber got 28 first-place votes. Chris Hill got two. And in the NL, Max Scherzer got 27, and Clayton Kershaw got three. Typical names, as always. Um, are you guys really surprised by either of these? Because I know we talked about Chris Sale, and then he kind of fell off like he usually does because of workload and Corey Kluber kind of came back into the scene when they had that winning streak at the end of the year. At that point, I think we all kind of conceded Chris Sale wasn't going to get it, but now it's official. I'm I want, I'm want curious who the three, the two people were who voted for Chris Sale because um, I think at this point it almost should have been unanimous that it was Kluber. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I think we've said it for a while now. I think we said in September that Chris Sale kind of blew it with, you know, with the workload, and it sucks because 308 strikeouts, 
um, all he did this season was definitely remarkable, but he just fell off in September, and Corey Kluber was just that much more dominant. I mean, the Indians had that ridiculous streak as well, that winning streak, and, you know, he just, he got, he caught fire at the right time, and he just never, never really let it go, and that's, that was the difference between him and Sale right there, um, but it's all right, Chris Sale will win Cy Young in 2018, so I'm not worried about it, um, and then Scherzer, uh, no, I'm not really surprised. I knew it was going to be between him and Kershaw. I do think I said I thought Kershaw was going to win, but I, I'm not surprised that, that it's Scherzer at all. Like you said, typical names that we hear all the time. And uh, I kind of want to know who the two people who voted for sale were, too, just so I can give them a hug. <laughs> Maybe they were stuck back in the, uh, like, two months ago. <laughs> Seriously, back before, he, back before he struggled a little bit, because he no doubt would have gotten it then. People were talking about MVP, for Christ's sake. And then now he's even win Cy Young, so it's sad. It's too bad, but Kluber definitely deserved it. That's his second uh, Cy Young of his career, so pretty impressive there. And then Scherzer winning back to back Cy Youngs—that is really extremely difficult to do. That's super impressive. That guy's an animal, and obviously he won it easily, getting almost all the first place votes. So, wish the Nationals two, would stop choking. I know two multi uh, multi hardware award winners there with Kluber and Scherzer. So pretty impressive pitchers they are. Yeah, and look, it's the same names every year. Not really surprised by any of that, but um, we'll leave it at that for the week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore B. Any big news, you'll hear about it. Uh, Facebook, Red Sox Beat Podcast, at CLNS Media on Twitter. Facebook, the same thing. And don't forget our good friends at Harry's Razors. Um, look, we all have tried it out, uh, the three of us, and, and they've been gracious enough to let us kind of have a chance of trying it out, and it's great. Um, and the best part about it is it's, 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 it's inexpensive. They just they cut out the middleman, and Harry's is so confident uh, that you're going to love their blades just like we did. They're going to give you a trial shave for free when you sign up at harrys.com backslash Red Sox Beat. All you got to do is pay for shipping, and uh, it's all about the great shave. And basically, it's why over 300 million guys have switched to Harry's. It cuts out the middleman. It saves the price. Um, Jess, I know you use it as well, and you got a clean shave going on there too, my friend. Newly married Yeah, it was man. getting a little scraggly, so, uh, you know, we took a little bit off here. <laughs> uh, look, <laughs> hey, uh, and look, it's fair, and it's, it's a lot cheaper than going to the store. And Jeff and Andy, they were two ordinary guys. They fed up with the pricing themselves, just like, you know, some of us were. And uh, they started Harry's to fix that issue, and now you can try it for free. Go to harrys.com. It's a $13 value for free when you go to sign up and you go to harrys.com backslash Red Sox beat right now uh, and you get your $13 value box a lot in there for free so like I said just cover shipping uh, you're going to get a weighted aerodynamic razor handle you get a five precision blades you're going to get rich lathering shave gel so you don't rough up the face and a nice travel blade cover so you can take it with you on the go as well as you're going to work and uh, some people take emergency shaves on the road who knows people are people are crazy you gotta look clean shaven so like i said harrys.com backslash red Sox beat if you want to look as good as jess check it out uh just pay for the shipping again that's harrys.com backslash red Sox beat uh keep an eye on the network facebook page as the three of us have been sparking with the idea and as big news happens, we might do some Facebook Live Q&As over the winter uh, to kind of keep you guys up to date throughout the offseason as Red Sox maybe trade for Jim Carl Stan. Maybe they don't. Who knows? But we're going to do some Q&As, as Jess shakes his head no at me, uh, over Facebook Live <laughs> as well. So stay tuned for that. You guys can be super interactive with that. I'm super excited to start those as well. So keep an eye out for that. And maybe we'll get some of the, uh, the Red Sox big team involved as well. So... Until next week, for Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell, I am Jared Scaly. This has been Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Media. Talk to you next week.